You know, Beth, that is kind of looking <laughs> good for my you. Life. You, you know, know Beth, that is starting to look good, uh-huh. that you're speaking into existence. Have you seen? I know you have. Joel Embiid is now the favorite to win MVP. My Joel Embiid. The Nuggets are faltering. Everybody's starting to pile on Nikola Jokic. He's become a villain. He's become overrated, and he gets too much attention, and he doesn't deserve three in a row, which is what we said was going to happen anyway because there becomes voter fatigue, and it's like eventually people will find reasons why they don't want to vote for him. Now Joel Embiid is minus 110, Jokic plus 160, Giannis at plus 350. Giannis should be the value bet, plus 350. And I'm rooting for Embiid. Mm-hmm. And what he's doing right now is magnificent. And the Philadelphia 76ers are actually playing really good regular season basketball, like they've done, though, the last couple of years. We got to see him do it in the playoffs, I know. Um, but why isn't Giannis getting more love? The Bucs are the first team to 50 wins. We talked about this last night. Trist, I bet the Bucs again to win the championship, plus 400. So did I. They're down to plus 350. I just don't get why they're not getting any respect. Um, I don't know why the Celtics are favored over them when the Celtics have done absolutely nothing. I also said last night, meaningful wins. I think Philadelphia would beat Boston in a seven-game series. I think both of those teams get bounced in five or six against Milwaukee. They're the most complete team. They have the best player in Giannis. Middleton, the minutes restriction has been lifted. I know he's not playing the second night of back-to-backs. He's playing really well. He finally had a 30-point game. Um, Against the Kings. And Crowder, what a great pickup. And him and Giannis love each other. He's the new P.J. Tucker. He's the enforcer. And actually, Brooke Lopez is the enforcer because, as we saw against the Kings the other night, he doesn't take any crap for anybody. He sticks up for his teammates. And more importantly, like he looks like he's 27 years old. He's giving you 22 points every other night, double-digit rebounds every once in a while. Still has those like two, three-rebound nights when Giannis is on the floor. Seven block shots the other night. They're awesome right now, the Bucs. They're playing – I think they're better than the championship year. Drew yes. Holiday, this is the best mm-hmm. version of him. Yes, he's only gotten better since then. I, think I wish Holiday, they had a better two-guard. but Yeah, I know. think Drew Holiday is better than he was in the year that they won the championship offensively. And then I think Jay Crowder gives you a little bit better shooting than P.J. Tucker, just yeah. a little bit better scoring. So I like him on this team. And then you have Joe Ingles, who I think is a really good Yeah, I didn't even bring corner, him up. Corner, Toughness, too. Yeah, corner three-point shooter. Tough guy, can get into the body, can trash talk. But more so, when, when the Milwaukee Bucks don't want you to score, you're not scoring. Yep. And when they when Giannis wants to score, you're not stopping him. There's no way he's making free throws. His free throw shot like sort of style has changed. But listen, he's the most dominant guy in the NBA. He's the most unstoppable player. You saw him against the Kings, and it was like, if he's decided, okay, this is where I'm going to go and get a bucket, you have no ability to stop that from happening. And now he's getting superstar calls, which I get yeah. why people are, if you're a Kings fan, like I get why the Kings fans would watch that and be like, screw this guy, because yeah. now it seems like he's getting every single whistle. You can also, hit his shoulder. You can <laughs> that, yeah. body check him, and he's going to the free throw line. And he's kind of like LeBron now, where it's how do you guard this guy? There was yeah. never a, a right way to officiate LeBron because we've never really seen anything like it. A six foot eight, two 255-pound point forward that is just it, coming straight down. Train. Yeah, like yeah. what do you train. do? Right. And that's Giannis right now. But, no, I mean, they're a complete team. We didn't even bring up Bobby Portis. I don't love Grayson Allen. Like, I like Javon Carter a little bit better. But Grayson Allen is all right for what he is. So, uh, I'm all over the Bucks in the East. But as far as MVP, I do think MB deserves it this year. I heard a great – I actually tuned into Fox Sports 1 the other day for the first time in, like, four years. Caught one of the debate shows. Forgot the name already. Guy made a great point. First things first. Maybe. And they said, uh, MB deserves the MVP, and here's the reasoning. Great reasoning. Because he's the only guy that's never won it before. And I said, damn it, that's a hell of a point. I'm in. Here's the thing, though. I, you make fun of that, but that's how this goes. Voter fatigue. It's That's how it goes. That's just a lazy way of saying voter fatigue. That's that's all that it is. Giannis, we've actually seen the Bucks 
not at full strength for majority this year. So you kind of overlook and you're like, well, we've expected this from Giannis. We've seen it for year after year. Embiid has continued to climb. He's been more consistent. He's also been healthy. He's been on the floor more. The Sixers now are suddenly playing like the team we expected them to be over the last couple of years. The team we expected them to be when Ben Simmons was there. Yeah. So it's like all of a sudden you've seen the Sixers elevate to that next level. The Celtics have fallen back a little bit. The Nuggets have clearly fallen back. And listen, the Bucks going and winning Sacramento the other night, that showed you the difference between a championship team and a team that's a lot of fun, but there's a different level there. There's an experience in those moments. The Bucks have that. There's a consistency. When that roster is together, when they got Chris Middleton out there, there's nobody better. They're great on both ends of the floor. They've got the they've got the all the depth that Tristan just talked about with Jay Crowder, who, yes, adds more than P.J. Tucker because he can defend and shoot in more than just the corner. Yet you also have Joe Ingles, who's a guy they can defend and he's a tough guy and Grace he can and shoot threes can some, and, some and Grace and Allen can trip guys yet also go hit threes at the same time the Bucks are a really really good team we just haven't consistently seen them all together even over the last couple of seasons so they kind of just forget get forgotten about and no it probably doesn't help too that they play in Milwaukee like let's be honest they're still they're a team that's in Milwaukee they're not one of the flashy historic franchises of the NBA yeah. but you all have to do is watch them and go that's a title contender. With all of the, the wide openness of the NBA this year, especially in the West, the Bucks are the one team now that are separating themselves from everybody else and reminding you why they won a title a couple of years ago and probably would have won last year had Chris Middleton not been hurt. I don't think they're, they're even close to having a real contender against them. I don't think... In the East? In the East or the West, honestly. Yeah. I think this team beats the Warriors. I think this team beats the Suns. I just don't know how you stop all the players that they have. Mm -hmm. I agree. They're way deeper than Phoenix. I think they're way more experienced and tough than Memphis. Yeah. I don't know how, you know, Kavon, Looney, and Draymond stop Giannis. Like, they just can't. I think that's kind of the number one thing. Yeah. I think the Sixers are probably the only team that's going to match up well with them. I was going to say, I think the Philadelphia 76ers give them the best series. I agree. And they, those teams don't like each other. Yeah. There's a lot of beef there. There's a lot of you know strong men in the middle, right? Like, I think Embiid can actually defend Giannis. Giannis is a problem. He's a problem. Mm -hmm. I don't think that Rob Williams can defend Giannis. Which is crazy to Especially say. when you think about, okay, well, we also have uh, a guy in Chris Middleton who can look like just a really good two-way wing. Yeah. Did you see him against Sacramento? He yeah. had that step back, and oh, when yeah. he's on, it's bottoms. That's it's not touching the run. Yeah, yeah, it's not from touching the rim. And that was the first time he's played over 30 minutes in that game. I walked away, like, impressed with both teams. Like, I, I liked how the Kings didn't take any crap in that game, and they were like, okay, we're here too. We're here to stay. Didn't you think, like, oh, this could be a finals matchup? Yeah, I, I, I did, actually. And I was like, all season long, I was like, the Kings are going to fade away the second half of the season because they don't play any defense. And instead... <laughs> Like, everybody else has faded away. Memphis has faded away. I figured they just needed to get to the All-Star break. But then again, I didn't see Ja missing eight games. I love how you change your point, though, and Tristan's here, the Kings fanatic, or what you said the other night about the Kings. I didn't like Trey Lyles pushing Giannis. Yeah. yeah. But you also said they can't defend anybody. You didn't trust them in the playoffs. I would probably bet the Lakers yeah. in the playoffs I would bet the, I would the, the full-strength Lakers. I would bet the Suns over them, too. But the, the Kings are... Oh, yeah, the Kings, I think they're on their the way... The Kings with the Bucks showed you that they are a team that has taken that next step. That's true. For sure. Yeah, I think that they're on the come-up. Like but I they said also about the Grizzlies show, they also showed they're massively vulnerable because anybody can come back on them in any game. Anybody that's also a oh. good offensive team can take advantage of their horrible defense. I think for the Kings, you just want to get to the playoffs this year. Yeah. I don't think that they're going to win the playoff point now, series. I think once two, you get to be a two or a three seed, maybe your goal changes a little bit. The goal should be higher than just getting to the playoffs now. Yeah, and now. I, think, I think, too, if you look at it, De'Aaron Fox showed against uh, Devin Booker that he can lock him down, right? Yes, no Kevin Durant was in that game, but it's not like 
it's not like every player on the Kings is a terrible defensive player. They just have some backline issues because Sabonis is a little undersized. He's very strong, but he's not like a a true seven foot one guy, right? He's like six eleven yeah. and a half. Like right. he's not a true rim protector. Trey Lyles is not a great defender. Chemezi Metu is not a great defender. So they have real problems at the center position in terms of defense. But you've got Davion Mitchell and De'Aaron Fox, who are really good perimeter defenders. And I think Harrison Barnes has been seen as a pretty good defender as well. You saw him lock up Kawhi at at certain points. So they've got three, like, I would call them serviceable to good defenders. Mm -hmm. But it's just the back line. So if they get cooked or if you swing, swing the ball around, it's just going to be very difficult for you. De'Aaron Fox feels a little bit like a young Drew Holiday for me now. Yes. I'm starting to see those flashes. I mean, De'Aaron Fox has been good for years, but now he's like no longer even he's on the trade block. He's controlled now. Yeah, there's a lot. It's, he's matured as a player. Because mm-hmm. early on, he was getting compared to John Wall, and John Wall played a little out of control very fast. Yes. He's improved his defense. He's improved his, like, he's just gotten smarter as a player. And you're just seeing Mid-range this way up. You're, you're seeing, you're seeing just yeah, you're right. It just you've seen a ton of growth with him. I just think in the playoffs, like that, that's for everybody. It's hard to just get in there and then win a playoff series. Maybe they win one playoff series. Maybe they beat the Lakers. But if LeBron's healthy and AD's healthy, that's going to be a hell of a series. Like this new version mm-hmm. of the Lakers, it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me if the Lakers went all the way to the Western Conference Finals right now. There's just I don't so trust much. Anybody else? There's just so much that's wide open that anybody who you said went to the Western Conference Finals, I wouldn't be shocked. It's I, a I lot do, of it goes comes to health too. Yes, a lot of it is these teams have to be healthy, which would be great for the league if that's the case. And to me, for De'Aaron Fox, the thing that I really like about him compared to maybe some of these other teams is like you need someone to go out and get a bucket at the end of a game. You need someone who can take over fourth quarters, and he can do that. Mm-hmm. Jaw can do that. LeBron can do that. Steph can do that. That's the sign of a real. Giannis can do that. Yes. That's the sign of an elite team, an elite, uh, an elite player where you can actually go deep, even if you have flaws. You have to have somebody at some point in these close games that you just say, "Here's the ball. Yep. It's the fourth quarter. Go get us buckets." And Boston has that. They have two guys that can actually do that. Even though I don't love Jalen Brown when he's putting the ball on the floor because he's got the worst handles oh, man. in history. But I mean, Jason Tatum, if he's healthy, is that guy. I just, I just it's hard for me to trust much. him. Well, yeah, because he just, cost me last year. Yeah. He just has these moments, hurt. though, where he disappears, and then he, he has does. these moments where you go, that's an MVP. And that's just what's so mind-blowing about him, and it's frustrating. Jason Tatum's one of the great young talents in the NBA, and he was I mean, he was in the MVP conversation for the first half of the season. This is why I hate this time of the NBA, though, or this time of the season, because it's like you start overthinking things. Like, yeah, ah, you know, Denver, they were a fun story. They're not going to win a playoff series. Memphis, they're just totally screwed. The Lakers look great. And then you realize, oh, these teams are bored. It's an 82-game season. Some of these teams. Yeah, but you know? it's also, if a team's getting bored at this point in the season, that means they're not locked in for the playoffs, and that's concerning. And, but you're right, that can be the case. But that's also a very concerning thing to think about with that team. So. Yeah. I think it's Bucks suns if the Suns can get it right. A rematch a couple years ago. All they need is Kevin Durant to be healthy. Durant and Giannis against each other. But if, if, if Durant's not 100%, then it's not. Yeah. Good.